What is up, y'all? I am your host, Eli Vasquez, and you are listening to the Self-Hype Podcast, where we dissect and discover all things personal development, deeper thinking, and ways to unapologetically love ourselves in the digital age. What are your thoughts on imposter syndrome? Oh, it's real. It affects everybody. I think if you're human and you have a good heart, you probably suffer from this. Imposter syndrome is like almost a constant in my life. I think it's unfortunate because you should be able to succeed and feel proud of your accomplishments without feeling like you don't belong there. You know, this space was not made with me in mind as a woman of color. Y'all, we're here. It's been a long time coming. If you've been in the self-hype family for a minute, this is something you've been waiting for and we're finally delivering it. I am so excited. I'm so hyped. I'm, I mean, there's so many things I want to discuss in this first episode going forward. We're, I mean, we're really figuring out this format, really figuring out what this is going to be. But ultimately what I want this space to be is just an everyday reminder that you're great. An everyday reminder that we're allowed to think deeper. Uh, Everyday reminder that you are allowed to be curious. You're allowed to take action. You're allowed to feel. You're allowed to be who you ultimately want to be right now. That's what the space is. So if that's in, if that's in, in an interview, if that is in me bringing in guests, me going to location to talk to guests, me talking to you just one-on-one, I want every day that you tune into this, every week you tune into this, a reminder that you're worth it. And that's, I think that's ultimately what it is. I, I think if you guys don't know who I am, I think it's it's good to just dive in and just hear what I'm all about and what my story is and why I do what I do. So self-hype was created a couple years ago. I, I, man, I was such a go-getter growing up. I grew up in a really tough community. I'm half Puerto Rican, half Mexican, grew up uh, Southside Chicago, Northwest Indiana. It was a uh, top homicide rate neighborhoods. And I'll never forget the day that I was skateboarding and I got beat up over an iPod. And my mom had to get out of work. She, the cops were there. It was a big old ordeal. And she, at that moment, I don't know how she did it to this day with all my siblings that, that I had, but she moved us out of the neighborhood, essentially to another neighborhood that was only 30 minutes away with a better school district, more resources, where guidance counselors didn't see me as a statistic, and there was actual money in classes. So it was through that experience and, and, and transitioning to that school that I got to see my value. But it was like being in that school, but also another major hardship in my life was my sister was diagnosed with a rare form of leukemia when I was in, I want to say I was a junior in high school and she was seven years old. And at the time I was very shy. I was very quiet. I didn't want to do anything. I was in this new school that my mom moved me to and made this investment in. And there one class I wanted to take was a film class. And I was too nervous and scared to do it because I felt like I didn't belong in that space. And it wasn't until I saw my sister beating this cancer and having a positive attitude with it is that I realized how precious life is. And it was there where I took that TV class and I realized I wanted to be a filmmaker for the rest of my life. So those kind of moments really shaped me in a space where I realized how precious life was. I realized that my differences are validated. And I also realized that 
people shouldn't have to get punched in the face to realize their greatness. Uh, people shouldn't have to be physically abused to have an opportunity to see what they want to do for the rest of their lives. And knowing that this community was only 30 minutes away really opened my eyes to the point where now I'm a digital influencer. Now I'm a public speaker. Now I'm a filmmaker in Los Angeles. I have this opportunity to use social media. So my whole goal is to make the internet more human, promote human connection in the digital space. And where we see these statistics of it's promoting loneliness, it is dividing us, it is all these negative numbers and, and social constructs of social media, which I validate and I agree, they're not, these social media outlets aren't gonna go anywhere. So how can we change our mindset and philosophy to not only use it as a sense of community building, but also use it to propel us to a new level of success? And that's what I was able to do with self-hype. It was a couple years ago that, you know, I got the job, I got the job at BuzzFeed and I felt that it was bigger than me. I felt like I was stuck. I was uh, drowned in, in student debt and I felt like, like this was it. I was going to be in the rat race of life. I was going to be stuck in this job forever. I felt like I didn't matter. I felt like I, I was worthless. And it was for years I let myself sink into this negative mindset. And I just sank and I sank and I sank to the point where my depression got to the point of panic attacks, which is something I never dealt with before. And it was through having those panic attacks I realized I had to make a change. And that's what started me on my personal development journey. And I dedicated my life to self-help books, to filling up my social media feeds, my algorithms with positive content with people that that motivate me, um, just slowly moving my mind to a more positive outlet. And at the time, Trump won. And the internet was flooded with depressing articles. And I was like, okay, I noticed at that time I needed a break. I needed a breath of fresh air in my timeline. So what can I do to contribute that? And that is where I started making videos of personal development, of mindset, of curiosity. And uh, it, it just kind of took off. And I created self-hype because I think a lot of us hear self-help and where self-hype is more inclusive, where it's more open, where it's more now, where it's more hip. And it's more, it's more for everyone to take on on their own journey and to validate the fact that personal development is something that we all deserve and we all should invest in. So now I'm a speaker. Now I get to travel and be an influencer guy. Now I get to do all those things. And it's amazing to be a man of color, Latino male, and to uh, hopefully inspire others. So, so yeah, this podcast, this is such an important extension that I wanted to create because with my digital content is very limited. I only have like 60 seconds or a couple minutes where this, we could really have a conversation and dive deep and, and discuss different things about life, about curiosity, about how to overall wellness for our lives. So on that note, I welcome you. I thank you for letting me into your ears and your space. But ultimately, yes, I want to inspire people through personal development, but also inspire technology, how we have these devices in our pockets to tell our stories. With this access to social media, uh, it doesn't matter where you come from, what color you are, how much money you have, you could tell your story now and tell and make it authentic to you. So that's what I really promote because um, I I, my whole goal is to not have other people have to get punched in the face to realize their greatness.
But okay, that is me. That is self-hype. And uh, let's get into it. Three ways to defeat imposter syndrome and to how to take big action right now. So imposter syndrome. Oh, the fear of imposter syndrome. Don't worry, this isn't turning into ASMR. I just want to like get into your ears a little bit. Imposter syndrome is the is the number one thing that when we're in spaces of opportunity or in spaces of fear, these this is the one thing that really holds us back. This is the thing that we don't take action and we later go home and just kick ourselves for not taking advantage of the opportunities, to not seeing ourselves in a space of opportunity or in, or seeing ourselves as valuable. And the thing is, it's in our own heads. It's this thing that we all deal with it. We all have to live with it. We all struggle with it. Yet we think we're completely alone in, in that process. So imposter syndrome was, is, is a huge issue that I continue to deal with, but I've been able to think of ways and different mindset tactics and, and doing my research and talking to experts to kind of like build a formula that really helps me when the going gets tough. And I want to really discuss this because I think as we start on the self-hype podcast journey, we'll be talking about a lot of different things. It really comes down to our mindset and it really comes down to taking action and it really comes down to believing in ourselves. A lot of times we are not going to hear what we want to hear from people. A lot of times we're not going to hear what we want to hear from society. It's quite the opposite, actually. We're in a constant space of seeing advertisements and, and, and commercials and, and billboards of everything that we're not and everything that we could be. And it creates a society where we're not happy in our current state. And so there's that where that imposter syndrome comes in and it brews when it comes to your personal lives and why this is such a strong base to work on to really build out the rest of your personal development. Uh, you know, this space was not created for me um, and for anybody who kind of steps outside of that mold. So um, any person of color, any um, black indigenous person, any queer person, any non-binary person, like there's a there's a way that you know the, this institution has intentionally kept us out. So yeah, so imposter syndrome is is huge and why it's so important to take action. I think the big thing that I tell people is is when I'm doing my personal development courses and working with people, I tell them the number one line is done is better than perfect. I constantly sat on projects, sat on films, sat on just to-do lists out of just not waiting for it to be perfect, waiting for it to me being a master at what I was trying to do. Like the thing is that I hear consistently from successful people is that you have to fly the plane while you build it. It's the constant process of we're all just we're all just taking chances, man. We're all we don't really know what we're doing. And I love it like being on the Better Like team and like going to these events and parties and having volunteers come up to me and talking to the team. I'm like, you guys are so cool. Do you have any advice? Do you have any anything? And I literally tell them, you know, we just don't don't beat yourself up. Don't have too much anxiety uh, because we don't know what we're doing either. You see that guy on stage that just got an award? He's came down and like worried about his next gig. He, he, we're all dealing with this imposter syndrome. Even when we even get receive awards or receive validation, that validation quickly goes away. 
we have our good days and then immediately something happened that's bad and it brings us back down to zero. So my thing is how do we sustain an optimal level, at least for productivity? Because within self-hype and the things that I push out is that I'm not going to be your motivational guy like, go for it. You can do it. 110%. Do work. Hustle. No. I'm going to be the guy that says it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel. It's okay to create negative emotion. If you And it's okay to purge and to feel that negative emotion. It's not about being positive all the time or being confident all the time or being the perfect person all the time. It's about creating systems and, and, and guides that are personal to you to keep you productively optimal going forward with your life. And if you have a bad day, then have a bad day. Sadness and negative emotions and, and crying is a, such a beautiful tool of the human experience. It's a privilege, really, that we can feel in this way. And, and to not utilize that is 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 disappointing at best it's like having being able to walk but you just sit all the time like you don't utilize like running you don't utilize you know using your limbs that's how i see the full spectrum of emotions so as we go forward you know really be able to utilize that negative emotion and know that it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to feel things. But as we go through the three ways to defeat this imposter syndrome, just know that it's okay to feel these negative emotions. It's okay to feel imposter syndrome. But the number one thing about defeating imposter syndrome is that it's yourself. We are our biggest enemies in this game. We are uh, the biggest obstacles that we need. We need to get through ourselves in order to really get to where we want to be. And why that's why self-hype is so important um, and why personal development is so important is to really dissect yourself and to realize how I work, why do I feel this way, and where is it coming from? And why and, – and so the biggest thing is like, yeah, we're our worst enemy. So how I see it as our mind likes playing tricks on us, right? Like this imposter syndrome comes down to fears. This imposter syndrome comes down to – uh, thinking what's the worst case scenario that's going to happen in my life. If I take this chance, if I go for it, if I ask that person that thing, these are all the negative things that are going to happen. I'm going to look stupid. I'm going to fail. I'm going to be broke. It's, it's this fear that we put on ourselves. But we know ourselves more than anything. We know our life stories. We know where we come from. We know everything that we've gone through. We know our bad days more than anyone else does. So who are we not to have the motivation to go forward and to take chances and to do things when we know our whole life history? We have a life resume. We have a whole life resume of everything that we've accomplished, everything that we've done and gone through. And I think that is the beginning steps of defeating imposter syndrome, is that you need to create facts for yourself. You need to create things because your mind is going to play tricks on you. What are the things that are definite, factual, definite things of your life resume that counteracts those negative emotions, that counteracts that imposter syndrome and those negative thoughts that come up? That's why I like to say the number one way I like to do it is I write down my defining moments. When I'm going through something scary, when I'm about to get into something, when I'm about to like to have big interviews, I think about my defining moments. 
So if you take some time, if you're listening to this, really think about your defining moments. If you want to, write it down. It always makes it better and makes it more intentional. Those defining moments are real to you. Those are those real experiences that you've been through. Things that, and the beauty of it is, it's customizable to you. It's, it's your own personal story. By you writing down your defining moments, it is this factual sheet of your greatness. It is, you could look at that and say, I can accomplish any, anything because look what I've already done. And that is fact. And the beauty of it is, is that you've dealt with things that I never dealt with. And I dealt with things that you never dealt with. And that was, makes it so beautiful and real. So I would say the one way is write down and think about those defining moments. So you kind of heard about my story in the beginning with the cancer and getting punched in the face and, and dealing with uh, my depression and, um, you know, just a couple of years ago and, and, and everything that I kind of been through in that case, where now I really, really see it as, look what everything I accomplished. Look what is everything I've done. Now I go into spaces saying I can give, I have real world value to give. So I would say the second way, number two, is turn those defining moments into no one can do it like me statements. No one could do it like me. No one could do it like me. You have to turn those, those defining moments into hype statements. So I remember I was in Italy and I was climbing these like big ass steps and I was like sweating, I was tired, and I was like, I don't know if I can make it. And I was like, wait, no one could do it like me. No one could do it like me. No one, no one could do it like me. I, I was, I came from Southside Chicago, from nowhere. My mom was 19 years old. I dodged bullets as a kid. And look at me, I'm in freaking Italy. This Puerto Rican guy is in Italy right now climbing some steps. No one could do it like me. I promised my little sister I was gonna win her a state championship in wrestling. And that, and I went to wrestle, I got my state championship in third place. I went to Chicago's Children's Hospital and I gave it to her. No one could do it like me. I went to college and I was on the Dean's list. I made films that got festivals all over the country. No one could do it like me. So really think about those defining moments and really own it in your body posture. Really own it in your vernacular. Own your narrative, which is why it's so important. There's a difference when we see people of influence, of confidence. We see athletes or we see Muhammad Ali and the way his vernacular is, the way he's moving his body. When I say those, defi those defining moments, those no one can do like me statements, I'm strutting. I'm moving my body. I'm owning that narrative. I'm saying it like it's mine because it is. And your mind can't play tricks on you for that. So if you're dealing with an issue that's scaring you or if you're going through a big opportunity, Look at that life resume and own that life resume because that's yours and it's beautiful. You have so much data, factual data within your life that justifies how capable you are, that justifies how fantastic you are, how much you could actually accomplish in life. It's, it's phenomenal that we still carry this fear and it's understanding because we're human beings and that feeling is, is valid and, and it's reasonable. But... We have such, we have so many facts within our personal stories of why we belong in the spaces we want to be in. So really own that. Own the vernacular. Own the body language. Own those defining moments and turn them into no one could do it like me statements. Just by that change, I promise you, it will 
release this sense of confidence, release this sense of ease, and you're gonna be you're gonna be feeling pretty dope. And you know, take it to the next level and tell your friends. Do it with your friends. I do workshops with this actually. I like tell everyone break off into groups, write their defining moments, and share them with each other. And no one can do like me statements. And you just see them like their their body language has changed. They loosen up. Then I get people to come up and just like start saying it. Everyone's clapping. Everyone's hyping each other up. Like that is so important. So turn those defining moments into no one can do like me statements. Personally for me, pursuing a creative career somewhere completely different than where I'm from, um, with a lot of people who just don't share the same background as me makes things very difficult uh, in terms of dealing with imposter syndrome. but I've always just tried to rely on the people who do share the same backgrounds as me to find those commonalities and, and find ways to to kind of get over that imposter syndrome. And I will say the third way is it's very simple and it's easy to like look over or look past, but it's so impactful. Like I, I heard this a year ago and it's 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 been a mantra that has stuck with me for so long and uh, it is be where your feet are. Sounds very simple, but it's be where your feet are. I was listening to a podcast and it was this athlete mindset coach, Alan Stein Jr. He's worked with everyone uh, you could think of, LeBron James, the, the, the late, great Kobe Bryant, Missy Kobe. Um, and his big thing was like how to develop a high performance is – be where your feet are. And that just hit me. And I'll like, explain it right now, but it's it's so simple, but it makes so much sense. And his thing is when we look at a basketball player and when they go and shoot their shot and they miss, they're not just standing there in their disappointment. They're not staring at the missed shot, just like, damn, I missed that shot. Damn, I suck. Damn, all those things. No, they're already running back to defense. They have to run back. So they're not even thinking about that shot they missed. They have to already move into the next position. They have to be where their feet are. They have to be the most optimal they can be within that current moment in time. Because what happened in the past happened. And I think a lot of times with us, we focus so much on the past. We focus so much on regrets of what we could have done. And then we have so much anxiety for the future. And that builds just a negative present. Well, we're never really present because we're too busy thinking of the past and the future. And we can never, and we can't find those opportunities because we're not in a mindset to find those opportunities, to be our best selves in those opportunities. And also with that, be where your feet are, is that you're not overthinking. You're not delivering this imposter syndrome. You're not saying, oh, I could have shaken that person's hand or I could have done that thing or whatever else. You're just like, how can I be the best I can right now? where I currently am. And after that moment's gone, say you didn't get a response or you didn't get the job, great. That happened, what what can I do next? Constantly be where your feet are. Be at your optimal best currently in the point in time. Because if you could tell, you could tell in a public space who's thinking about something, who's thinking about a negative reaction or a negative emotion. It goes back to our body posture, our, our vernacular. If you walk in being your optimal best of currently where you are right now versus being in either anxiety of the future or regret of the past, you will stand out from the crowd. 
it is felt. It is that law of attraction. It is that magnetism of you being present, of you being, how can I take advantage of today? How can I take advantage of this very moment? There's a lot of times I, oh man, I, I forgot yoga. I, I forgot to, oh, I was like, oh man, I forgot to do my meditation this morning. Oh, I'm running late. Oh, I didn't get that thing done. Oh, this and that. I could beat myself up all day, but it already happened. We waste so much energy on things that can't be changed, things that can't be done. And we have to give ourselves compassion and we have to give ourselves understanding. And we have to see that all these all these prominent athletes, all these multi-million dollar business people, they are just where their feet are. They're the best they possibly can. You know, you, you get bankrupt, a business goes under, there's this and that, you gotta keep moving. What's next? What's this opportunity? How can we do that? How can we do this? You gotta be where your feet are. And also it creates an energy of you being present and not overthinking back into that space of imposter syndrome. So with those three ways, break down your defining moments, a real factual life resume of everything you accomplished, everything that you're proud of, things that scared you, those moments of fear that you got through and you've been able to personally grow as a person and then turn them into no one can do it like me statements and owning your narrative of vernacular, having that body posture. I remember like I was, uh, so it was pretty crazy, the law of attraction and mindset and everything else. I I was, um, when I first moved to LA, actually, when I first visited LA, I was like 21, I finished Robert Rodriguez's book. He's like a hero of mine, a fil famous filmmaker, tons of films. And uh, his la in the last pages, as we're landing into Los Angeles, he said, I hope to meet you one day and I hope to shake your hand. And I was like, I one day I wanna meet Robert Rodriguez and shake his hand. And years later, I got the email saying, hey, we want you to interview Robert Rodriguez, sit down interview in Washington, DC. And I was like, what? I freaked the hell out. And I'll never forget, it was a breakthrough for me where I was completely and utterly nervous and scared. I was in Washington, DC, I was in my hotel room, I was about to meet this man and shake his hand and talk to him for an hour. And I was freaking out. But I remembered, my no one could do like me statements. I remembered I was strutting. I was moving. I was moving like I was doing my Bruce Lee moves in my underwear. I was doing my kicks. I was doing this. I was like, I, I knew that I was nervous. I knew that I was scared and that's okay. So when we're talking about this, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to feel those feelings. That's how you know you have passion. That's how you know you care about this opportunity. And I think it's good feelings to have because it keeps you on your toes. But it's being productive in that fear and being productive in uh, – that, that nervousness. So I was, no one could do like me statements. It's like, it was like I was going to like the championship fight with thousands of people cheering my name. You deliver, you, you show up, but it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be fearful. Like there, Mike Tyson said it himself that he is scared out of his mind before he goes to a fight. So it's like Harrison Ford says, he said like to this day that on the first day of shooting, he looks in the mayor and say, this is the day that they're going to figure out you're, you're a fraud. Like Harrison Ford looks in the mirror and says, this is the day they're going to figure out you're a phony, you're a fraud. And he goes and delivers anyway. It's okay to have that fear. You know, it's a human reaction and it's real, but to be productive in that fear. So I was in it. I was scared as hell, but I was doing my kicks and punches in my underwear. I was saying no one could do it like me. I had it all laid out. I was being where my feet was. I went there. I had an amazing interview with him. Shook his, and I shook his hand. I told him the story. 
He laughed and I shook his hand, my hero. And now we stay in contact and whatnot. Hopefully I get a film deal, we'll see. But, um, but those are the kind of moments in life that really like push us to those, to those taking big action. And that's why taking big action is so important. Uh, there's a line that I always like saying is that how can you expect to, to live a life, to do something different, to be something different if you're only doing the things you've always have done? And that's where that big action comes in. That's where it, it's about taking that big step. But that's the, that's the difference between people People in spaces of success and not because the people that are taking chances and taking action are in those spaces because out of self-belief, I think we all can relate to the fact that there's someone in a higher position than us that is just an awful person. Like we don't like them. They're very negative mindset. They may make fun of us or they may make us feel bad, but they're in this higher position and you really don't know why. And it's because they took big action. They knew they were fantastic. And unfortunately, as that is, that's unfortunately how the world works. Those people are getting in those spaces. So especially in the film industry, I always tell people that are feeling down or even me when I feel down is like there's so many people that are in these positions of power that really don't know what they're doing. And who am I to be insecure about hitting people up to network? Who am I to be fearful of taking chances and making films? Who am I to not think I am capable and have things valued to give to my industry and to the spaces and, and stories I want to tell. So it's all about the taking the action and why it's so imperative for you to do that. So I will, t I will give you this, how to take big action, fear setting. You have to set the fear setting. This is what I do all the time. We don't like, like it kind of counteracts to like thinking of the negative worst scenario. This actually helps you do that. So fear setting is you're creating a blueprint of the worst case scenario. You're thinking of like, okay, if I go for this, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? And write it down. You're game planning the worst case scenario, which might most of the time never happens. But you break down, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? You write down what's the worst thing that could happen. So say, okay, I quit my job and I wanna be a digital nomad. The job I hate, I'm living at my mom's house, have this lame job, or if I quit, screw that, and I try to be an entrepreneur. Oh, I am broke. Oh, I have to move back home. Oh, I have to get some crappy job. Oh, um, all these other things. But, and then you game plan, okay, how long will it take me? In six months, what are all the things I need to do to bounce back, or at least to be in a space of being okay or reset? And you really, kind of create the game plan, the blueprint, the ones and zeros of, okay, if I take this chance, worst case scenario, what happens? What's my support system? And how do I bounce back with what I know, what I'm capable of, and what I have at my disposal? And, and you really figure out what you're grateful for. You really figure out your support system that's around you. And you really realize, one, I will be okay. And two, Worst case scenario is usually the position that I'm currently in right now. So what is really the fear of taking action? If anything, it promotes, the worst case, you fail. But within that failure, you have sense, uh, such a sense of growth. You learn so much about yourself. And that's where that kind of defining moment comes in as well, is that I took this big chance and it didn't work out. And yet, what did I learn in the process? What did I learn about myself? 
I'm proud of myself because I went for it. There's this cognitive connection of doing that is so impactful. And if it doesn't work out, you have a skill set. You have a knowledge about yourself and what you're capable of. And you're usually in the position that you've already started. So what, it kind of, you lose the fear a little bit because you have a game plan to go for it. You have a game plan and a safety net of, okay, it doesn't work out, this is what I'm gonna do. I think a lot of us on the opposite end want think of like, okay, let's just go for it. Let's just think of all the pros. No, really figure out that foundation to just make yourself feel a little better about going for it and taking big action right now. So this is what I want for this podcast is I want to discuss and, and promote deeper thinking and make curiosity go viral. I, I want to not only discuss two communities of color, two POCs, two you know, low-income communities or wherever else, uh, but also to everyone as a whole because I come from a community where we are told to think the same, we're told to buy the same, we're told to wear the same. And I was always such an outsider. And I felt like so alone for so many years, but I realized that there's a power in like curiosity, there's a power to question the world and our minds and who we are and space and time and everything else. There's, there's a power to that. I mean, it's, it's, we think about you know, how we got to this point as people is through curiosity. And I don't want that to go away. So I want curiosity to go viral. I want people listening uh, to think deeper about themselves, about the relationships, about the world, about what they're capable of, because it's so much. The fact that we're alive, the fact that we're capable of consciousness, the fact that we're able to think. If you're into religion, beautiful. If you're into science, space, and time, dope. Either way, it's this emotional, uplifting motivation to live, because the chances of us being alive is astronomically small. The fact that we're human beings, one, and the fact that we are the accumulation of choices and situations and chances uh, of our family, of our lineage, of our people to get to this point to create you. And when I wake up in the morning, I remind myself of that. And I say, who am I not to live? So I want every episode to promote that thinking and to intertwine that in a social media space to use this device in your pocket as a paintbrush to create the life that you ultimately want to live because that's what it did for me. And so I hope as we go forward, you gain value, you gain an, that understanding. Through the interviews, we're going to have a pretty amazing interviews with people that are all doing the same thing, on the same vibe, on the same flow. And um, I really want this to be a space of, of going there. And I thank you so much for listening and I am so excited to continue on because this is the ground level. This is gonna turn, we're still creating. You look at the first episode of anything and we're just figuring it out. And I'm excited for you to come with me on this journey to really solidify what this is gonna be. And, but it's never gonna lose that message. It's never gonna lose that image and it's never gonna lose of uh, trying to give you value and understanding to be as great as, as you are. So I thank you for listening. I hope you subscribe. I hope you tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody about this. And we'll be thinking of different ways to engage you as well if you have questions or if you want to be featured with your thoughts on things. Um, so I'm so excited to continue to speak with you, to talk with you, to connect with you. And I hope you have a powerful week. So I thank you all for listening. If you are interested in continuing the hype, we have a free Facebook group called Motivation Building for Entrepreneurs. 
where you get daily motivational guides, workshops, masterclasses, interviews, everything else in that space. Massive value with a great community of people all willing to help each other. If you want to take it to the next level, I have an eight-week personal coaching program called Personal Development Accelerator Program, which is all things about how to 10x your productivity, 10x your social media growth, and 10x your personal development. So if you're interested, check out the links below and follow me on all things at It's Eli Vasquez. This podcast has been brought to you by On The Rise Media. To learn more about our podcast production company, follow underscore On The Rise Media on Instagram.